Hello, you're listening to Life As We Own It. I'm coming to you as authentic as I can with the help of, from Yahweh, he who makes that which has been made. Here to speak on the lessons we mistake and the blessings we learn to embrace. This week, and for the last couple of weeks, through my fasting and my prayers, I've been thinking a lot about the race we call this life. There's a song that goes, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures until the end. I would love to say I personally could speak of this song, but this song also, more than anything, has spoken directly to me. Um, we all have times in our lives where we would rather give up in the middle of the race of life, or better yet, just Go to another team. We forget that in our lives, the big race we all have, it's not so much to just win it, but in the process of winning, we have to realize that there are going to be joys. There are going to be some sorrows. There's going to be some aches in places that you didn't even know existed. Yet, in that big race, there are very small little races. Those are our seasons in our lives. Small little races in a big race that gets us to our destination. Does God intend for us to run as fast as we can and get it over and done with? That would be ideal. But no, I don't think so. I believe we are to pace ourselves according to the spirit. I mean, face it, if we run through this life, just getting it over and done with, we'll miss life. Acts 20 and 24, and the King James says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry, which I have received of, of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Another version is, however I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. While running the race, you have a pacer. The same pacer you start with may not end up where you end up at. God really does equip us with the tools and the people we need. Um, and these people are extraordinary people. Sometimes our tools, I have a closet now with tools in it. And I may not know what to do with every tool, but I know that that tool is there. And sometimes we can identify our tools. And other times we may not know what the tool is for. We may need someone to come in to just show us something different. We just don't always know what to do with our tools and the pacer will set the tone for us. They'll help us. I read somewhere that the term pacer came from horses. Since horses are so quick, there are very few ways you can make sure that a horse in a particular race can get better. So what they would do was they would get another horse equal to the strength and the endurance of the race horse. Sometimes this particular horse may race and sometimes they didn't. You see, the pacer in your life may not be racing the race you're racing. 
So they may only be there to help you get to your destination, to gain your strength, to gain your own footing. You would need the wind behind you. And instead of jogging with it, you may use that to also push you forward. A racer can get what I'm talking about a little bit. You know, everybody in the race isn't racing and every runner is not a racer. Your pacer could be like me. My pacer, one of my pacers is my mother. Could be your mother at a time in life that you need someone to talk to you and set your pace. You know, kind of ease the anxiety. You know, gather your thoughts, help you. But when you get older, you know, you and you start meeting other people and you're working and maybe your boss that pushes you to be better instead of letting you be content in the position you are so comfortable in. Your pacer's job is to help you and keep you on your time. And I'm going to say this again. It's to help you and keep you on your time. Because I, there have been many times your pacer could be faster than you are. That's why they're there. To help you grow. To help you get stronger. But a part of their job isn't just to be faster than you. But it's to keep you on time. On your time. Your goals. Keep you in the lane that God has provided for you, that God intends for you to be in. These are people that feed into your life. They don't just take off of your plate. They actually add to your plate. Keeping time means that they are to make sure you stay on track with your goals. The desires and the prayers, the songs you have in your heart. They understand that at any given time, your race could be over. So they help make sure you're running in the correct lane. Not defaulting, not leaving your lane, running in someone else's lane. And if you do default, and we all have, we all have fallen short of God's glory. We all have defaulted. Those pacers that we have, they are there to help us to start over. They start over with us, not leaving us to start over again alone. We have other runners that have purpose to life as well. To me, these other runners are there to do several different things. That without the other runners, me personally, I believe we would never know how good we really are. We would never know our strengths. We would never know our weaknesses. We would never know our growth in life, what has changed and what is currently changing. Knowing this helps us to, me, I think it helps us to push forward or we can fall down. God allows these particular racers in our lives for a reason. These racers come into our lives to help us. I know I said help us. Yes, that woman that is gossiping is helping you. Those people that are changing or trying to tarnish your character, they are helping you. Yes, you're going to feel like right now that this is the worst case scenario. I have been there and there is no doubt in my mind that I can be there currently. The difference is, is that when we realize that we're going through this, 
It's what we decide to do. What are our desires? These people desire to make us out to be ungodly. This is the time for us to walk the most godly. It doesn't mean it's going to work out for our good. And that's unfortunate. But it does mean it's going to work out for God's good. The things that we want in this life may not be the things that we need for our lives. We deserve a lot better. We deserve a lot more. God desires us to be the best and he gives us the best at all times. He wants us to not only finish the race, but he wants us to win. So what are we winning? Hmm. First Corinthians nine and 24 um, talks about, and this is the message version. Well, 24 and 25, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes run. Everybody runs, but only one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. What does that mean? At the end of every little race you win, there's a prize. If you run to let go of a gossiping tongue, there'll be a prize for you. If you run to let go of a drug addiction, um, to heal your marriage, to grow stronger in the bonds with someone else, to get rid of a hateful spirit, for impatience, for fear, for anxiety. If you're running for just to increase your praise, wandering eyes, it's not just the bads in your life, it's the goods as well. We're running for this. You want to be able to achieve these things. God not only wants us to run, but he gives us the knowledge and the best gift that is personalized and personable for each one of us. Everyone will not be able to understand what God has given us. What we win and what is given to us by God will not be able. Everybody's not even able to handle what God gives me, someone else may not be able to handle. And that's the good and the bad. If I'm to block somebody from doing something and it turns out bad for me, maybe it's because I was able to handle it. But this, it can go the same way um, if something good was to happen to me. And it, it does very often. It's because God knew I can handle it. And it might be something simple, but what's simple to me may be something that's not as simple to someone else. So we have to understand that God knows what we need. Everyone will not be able to understand where he's sending us. But when you keep God in your focus and you take your prize into your next race, that means that what we've gained from one season and we take it into the next season, into our next race, or what we've gained from Monday's um, defeats is what we are gaining, what we are taking into Tuesdays, um, and we're going to be undefeated. You know, we're we're not we're living and we're learning. Um, and <laughs> I joke a lot to um, another coworker of mine, and I say I'm blinking and breathing. 
But that really is how I feel. And it's not a bad thing. It is a awesome thing to me because I am still blinking and breathing. As long as I'm blinking and I am breathing in this life, I definitely believe that God is still, he still has his hands on my heart. He still has his hands on my mind. He still has his hands in my life and good or bad. Do I want to always accept it? No, no one does. But those who have a heart for God, will just what we want supersedes what we need and i need to accept it because i know that god knows more than i do when you keep god focused and you take your prize with you to the next race those are the times where we get bigger and better with god we get bigger and better within ourselves we all have times we feel that we are running our race in vain this is true to form every day. You probably think about this every morning, but that's when the coach steps in because we got to have a coach, a coach and this pacer. The coach steps in and does his job. The job of the coach is to encourage his runners. He knows they want to give up. And at that time he offers a pep talk. If you're acting out, he offers you maybe a little less than a pep talk. If you're dehydrated, he gives you a thirst quencher. He is there to instruct your pacer. He provides you with um, that pacer and that pacer is instructed also by him and him alone. Hmm. And is it's, it's often that we forget that he is always there. He provides and he strengthens us. God is the ultimate coach and he watches every race we're in. He makes sure we know when no one else helps us get better, he will always be there. He knows our strengths. He knows what our race is about. He knows what we're going to gain. And it's not just a lesson and a blessing. There's a blessing because of every lesson. There's no such thing as good or bad in that situation. You're blessed to be in a lesson. We're blessed people to for God to want to continue to grow us in a way that we didn't desire to grow because we were comfortable where we were. But sometimes being too comfortable is a bad thing and it's not a godly thing not if we say that we are truly people after his heart by him knowing our strengths and our weaknesses he also knows our stats meaning he knows what we've been he knows our highs he knows our lows he knows exactly how we feel at every moment in every moment every day every day our stats he knows where we fought he knows where we've lost he knows where we've cried he understands where we've loved and he understands where we've lost he knows our stats and even though he knows he still knows where we're going he's the only one he knows what I 
require when I'm on the track. He knows what you require in your life, on your track, on your journey. Galatians 5 and 7 in the New International Version says, We are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Let me say this again. You were running a good race. We are running a good race. I am running a good race. Who cut in on me, on you, on us to keep us from obeying the truth? The coach doesn't keep you from winning your race. You do. God didn't keep us from God never keeps us from doing anything. We stop ourselves. When I used to run in high school, my coach would sometimes throw me into a race that I have never practiced for. Oh, that used to burn me up. I never practiced for it. I never even considered running it before. You know, they would run low on athletes or runners. Some people who had been at practice wouldn't show up to uh, or couldn't participate. Sometimes they wasn't even eligible. And my coach had this terribly about throwing me into races that I had never considered doing. I never wanted to do. And I never even practiced for. So I would be running and angry at the fact that this wasn't my event. How often do we get angry with God because he put us somewhere that's not our event. It's somewhere we're not comfortable with. This is not what I'm used to. Call somebody else. Pick somebody else. Anyone but me. This ain't me. This ain't me, Lord. And all the time I was angry at this time when the coach did this to me. All the time I was so angry at what I was putting into what I was put into I forgot what I was supposed to do and we will do that we will get so angry or so distrustful of God for knowing what we're supposed to be he knows we're supposed to be there but we're questioning why are we here and we're so angry and in that moment we forgot what we were supposed to be doing we forgot we was children of God we forgot we was his people we forgot we was his chosen ones, his favorite ones. I, in those moments, will forget my job. My goal was to run my best, do my best, and try to win. But when I lost, which was on my own doing, I blame the coach because it wasn't my event. And that isn't fair. We can't blame God for putting us somewhere where we was completely capable of being. And we didn't do our best because we get so distracted about where we was instead of who we serve. We must remember the coach knows our times and the coach knew my times. He didn't just throw me into the event. It took me a while to really understand where my coach was coming from. He didn't. Yes, it was something I didn't practice, but in his mind, on his books, in his in his stats, he knew my time was going to be great for this event now that this person wasn't here. I didn't know that. I was, I don't even know if I was so much angry at the event or the fact that 
I wasn't let in on what he wanted me to do. He didn't sit me down and explain to me what he was trying to do before the event to give me a chance to make a choice as if I had a choice. He writes down, God writes down all of our best times and our worst. And he knows every runner that we're going to be running with. He knows the people that are around us. He puts us where we are according to where we will thrive, where we're meant to run, where we're going to shine for him. He ultimately wants us to always shine. He doesn't do this to make us feel like we fail. He wants us to feel like we're shining. We're doing something we've never done. And it was great. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. 